0: What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN app.
1: But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon.
0: You you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like stop. Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. Eight nine the game. And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks.
2: Cleveland? Cleveland rocks? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. In the break, good times, come on, the Bears finally
0: fired, Mad Nagy. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
2: Starting the lineup here on a 98.9, the game, ESPN Radio. What's happening out there, y'all? Welcome in on this Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, Twisted Tuesday, whatever you want this Tuesday uh, to be. Uh We're here to help you celebrate and we're here to talk some sports and boy do we have some breaking news to dive into that broke this morning and we'll get to that here in just a sec but we'll also hit up on some local sports yesterday wild finishes there in the super sectional games as FEM they advance on so does Charleston as well we'll talk about those two games coming up here shortly. We'll also hit up on some Major League Baseball, of course, a game that you heard right here on 98-9, Cardinals fall in walkout fashion to the Rangers, and we'll talk about that game last night and what else happened in the MLB World There as the uh, Cubs, they were also wrapping up their series there in San Diego as well. Mm -hmm. And we'll hit up on that. We'll take a look at the uh, Stanley Cup Finals as uh, game number two uh, took place last night as well. And uh, we'll uh, also talk about some other random news and uh, notes to get to uh, later on. And uh, so uh, that probably will have to be saved for the podcast in some sort of fashion, of course. You can find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and also you can find out on the website, fmradio.com, as well. And search that, search local local sports, local news. Got it all covered in the podcast, of course, mm-hmm. over there on the website as well. Alrighty, so we got a lot to get to here today so uh, i don't want to waste any more time i want to uh, have uh, get everything that we need to get in here in the uh, treasure show so uh, let's just uh, get it started and let's hit it up and let's get it started with first things first before we get into the show
0: First things first.
2: And of course, we're starting off in the big breaking news that came out this morning, as this was not the news anyone was expecting, including the players in the organization, as well as, if you missed it, the PGA Tour announced, or it just came out, that the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, and they are going to, merge with live golf and so uh the uh, saga for the past two uh c two years of live versus pj tour that is over and they're gonna merge and also the dp world tour uh coming along with it as well they were also involved in the the saga as well on the side of the pj tour but The PGA Tour live drama is now over, and they are merged as one again.
1: I have two thoughts, Travis, when I immediately saw this, because you knew this news before I did. Yeah. And immediately the moment I saw it, I first thought, WTF? Yeah, that was a lot of
2: people's reactions.
1: And then the second thought that entered my mind, well, if you can't beat them, join them. (laughs) Because they lost the PGA Championship, as we talked about. Yeah. How funny.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: how funny that, you know, I know you said, and, and we're hearing, oh, the players didn't know. Don't you find it kind of ironic that Mr. Carrying the Flag for the PGA Tour quit talking about it about two weeks ago? That being Rory McIlroy, and he said he didn't want to talk about Liv anymore, and he was going to focus on his game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Travis, <sighs> this... Is a three-ring circus. Yeah,
2: it's a circus, and it's absolute bombshell to uh, come out with this morning, a week before th- another major uh, is set to begin. The U.S. Open is uh, set to begin here next week. So, I forgot that that's
1: next week. Oh, well, now all the golfers will have nothing to talk about but that. Oh yeah, that's all they're going to be asked about <laughs> all week. The golf, the golf that'll happen is totally secondary.
2: Mm-hmm. To Oh, yeah. For sure. To to
1: this. And I Travis, this is I I don't this get s- this. Stunning. I I I I'm so baffled. Yeah. If Okay. All right. Here's here's what I have to think, Travis, cuz there's more to this news and and we'll dive into it is the PGA that hurt for money is that what this is about are the ratings not doing well is attendance not do what is the reasoning behind this for the pga
2: yeah i don't i don't think it would be any of that really i don't think the ratings have suffered i don't think that were they just tired of it They could be that that could be
1: the other thing is was something gonna come out in this court case in this litigation that the PGA does not want to come out is mm. there a skeleton in the closet that they don't want exposed and so this is the you know settled out of court was this the settlement out of court for this lawsuit
2: Yeah, uh, because it's also significant because in this part of this merger agreement that all litigation is basically dropped. Yeah. So and from everything
1: we were reading about the litigation, Travis, PGA was in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. They were the ones that were kind of, I think anyways, going to end up ahead on this. Yeah. So again, that makes me even more baffled as to why do this now?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why now?
2: Right. And exactly. the only thing
1: I can think is that there is some skeleton in the PGA closet because not only Travis are they merging, mm-hmm. but the Saudi Public Investment Fund is going to be the lead sponsor of the PGA Tour. Yeah, it's going to be the Saudi Public Investment Fund Tour. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this uh, apparently this quote-unquote new tour has yet to have a name, Uh, but uh, yeah, that's also a significant part of the uh, merger. It was announced that it was uh, that the Public Investors Fund will make a capital investment into the new entity to facilitate its growth and success. The new entity's name will implement a plan to grow these combined commercial businesses uh, driven greater fan engagement and accelerate growth initiatives already underway. Live Golf is in the midst of its second groundbreaking season, the PJ Tour, DP World Tour, and Public Investors Fund will work together to best feature and grow team golf going forward Uh. in this uh, statement uh, here on the uh, PGA Tour website uh, there. And um, that's the one big question that I had. What, What exactly does this merger mean are we doing this team thing are we doing the three round thing are we are we basically just going back to normal before it lives? are we doing team even existed
1: team rounds for certain tournaments and the majors be normal or what does this look like but yeah travis the you know you talked about it in in the very beginning when we started talking about this the players were not made aware of this
2: yeah the pga
1: player players are
2: completely uh, taken off guard. I mm-hmm. found out on apparently. Uh, I know uh, Dan Rampaport is a reporter there for Barstool and the Four Play Pod was uh, talking about this just shocked and stunned PJ Tour uh, players that uh, PGA didn't even, and Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PJ Tour, mm-hmm. didn't give any heads up no. or have any idea that this was coming. They just They met. found out, like us, yes. on Twitter that this was happening. And they
1: just met with the USGA just this weekend and met with the players this weekend, and this was never even mentioned, brought up as a possibility at all. So here's my question, Travis, and you may think I'm a little outside of my realm, and that's fine. Okay. Do you remember that there is a certain Mr. Woods who was doing his own golf thing With Steph Curry. Remember, they were talking about teaming up and it was going to be night golf and everything like that, right? Yeah. And we haven't heard a thing since. We heard the intro for it, that this is going to happen, and then we haven't heard a thing since. And that there were PGA guys who were going to be a part of this too. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I remember Rory being a big one. Yeah. Travis, have we not heard a lot? Is there enough players that are upset about being left in the dark about this? That they're going to break away from this? Hmm. And Hmm. again, if I'm Tiger Woods, the biggest name in golf, unquestionably. Mm -hmm. Remember, they flew him to talk to the PGA tour guys, to do a rally, the troops speech for a tournament. He wasn't even in, but he was brought in to rally the troops and to get people to stay on the PGA tour. And now six months later, you're joining up after you had me come out of my way, out of my time to give this speech. And now we're just all together. Mm. I'm hurt. If I'm tiger, I'm frustrated if I'm Tiger, mm-hmm. and a lot of the other golfers, too, like Rory, who yep. stood up to live yep. at every turn to the point defended, it affected his own game.
2: Defended the PJ Tour yes. at every turn.
1: And just all of a sudden, without any warning, oh yeah, we're, we're now with them.
2: Yeah, we're merged. And the public invest fund is going to have some major capital investment here. Yes.
1: <laughs> Travis, I'm telling you right now. I would not be surprised if in six months we have a players-only golf tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because the other thing, if you remember, that the PGA Tour was planning on getting rid of were those World Golf tournaments. Remember, we we mentioned that the match play, the WBC or the WGC match play, it was the last one because they were getting rid of it because they were kind of getting rid of all those World Golf Championship tournaments because they just weren't... There's an opportunity there for the players yeah to go to these places that the PGA tour wasn't isn't gonna to go to anymore for these tournaments if they wanted to mm-hmm. because again, mm-hmm. if I'm one of those guys who stood up for the PGA at every turn and yeah. defended them and was loyal to them
2: and left millions of millions of dollars money. on the table mm-hmm.
1: now, I'm glad you mentioned that, Travis, because I think that's the one thing that prevents it from happening is with the public investment fund pumping money into this. I think we'll see all the purses and all the golfers get paid more.
2: Yeah, I would have to think. You would it, have to think.
1: You'd yeah. have to think. And I think that will keep a lot of the golfers I mean, around.
2: Pricing people to stay.
1: But again, you lose competition. You lose something to compete against. Especially now that you throw the World Tour in there, too. Mm-hmm. It's stagnant. Where else can you go?
2: Mm, well, you know, that was the whole thing about the whole competition thing of live separating. You have less competition in both tours and whatever, and now they're both back together. But as so. a golfer,
1: you had more options.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess
1: because if I'm unhappy with the way PGA is doing things, I can go to Live. Yeah. If Live isn't doing things how I would want them to do, I can go back to the PGA.
2: Could if they would let you or if, if they'd let they you pay yes. a yes. fine to go back? Yes. and Break your contract. But <laughs> so
1: now there's not that. No. It to me, Travis. This again. Either the PGA is hurting for money, and they saw this as a quick way to get some money pumped into the pga tour which i highly doubt i don't think so either then there has to be skeletons in the closet
2: that can only be the
1: explanation here there has to be something that they don't want to come out yeah so match fixing i i don't know i don't know but there has to be something and again if i'm the, the two i specifically think of but there are more if i'm tiger and rory I'm livid this morning fighting this out. Yeah, livid. <laughs> I'm livid because I stood up for you, left money on the table, held the flag high
2: mm-hmm. when
1: everyone else was leaving. Yep. And now not only are we together, but all those players who left and deserted the PGA Tour—they're just going to get to come on back.
2: Yep. It's a so huge. They went. They went, and win went two
1: years. Two years worth of money. And the live prices, and then they just get to come back like everything's fine.
2: Yep, no problem at all.
1: Come on in.
2: Yep, huge win. For them to be able to do that and all this uh, struggle of whether uh, they would have their PGA tour card or they compete in majors yeah. or whatnot, nah. they were able to and they were irrelevant. successful. Out of this year has now become irrelevant. So a huge win for those guys like Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau, this. Phil Mickelson, even as well. And you think I th- Phil was talking about? I think during the PGA tour or PGA Championship. Uh, at one point, he made some like cryptic comments about uh, he knows some things that yep. other people don't know. Yep. And, well, <laughs> maybe he knew uh, about this down the, the pipeline. Or maybe he knew uh, what the here. skeleton was. Uh, yeah. Maybe
1: he's the one who knew that the PGA has something they don't want to come out. And once we confront them about it, we're going to be in the driver's seat
2: here. Right.
1: Something. This is not something that just happens.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. This
1: is... And again it's something still that, we,
2: that we don't know about and like the lawyerly just broke like 2 now, hours ago. It's still
1: pending legal all the legal proceedings. So so it's not official it's officially agreed upon.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: it's still according to an ESPN article they have announced it um, but it's still pending all the paperwork basically. All pending uh Yeah, ends all, as I said, all pending litigation, um, cooperating in good faith, all this. Now, they have scheduled a players-only meeting uh, today at 4 p.m. Eastern, Toronto. Um, A player told ESPN that the PGA Tour's Player Advisory Committee met with the United States Golf Association officials in Columbus on Sunday, and Mohan and the other PGA Tour executive attended the meeting as well. No discussion about a merger with Liv. This was Sunday. No discussion. In a memo to PGA Tour players on Tuesday, copy which which was obtained by ESPN, uh, Mohan wrote that in addition to making a financial investment in the new entity, PIF would become a premier corporate sponsor of the PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and other international tours, wrote that the PIF will make investments to, quote, build an even stronger, more robust commercial business together and was committed to significant financial support towards causing the positive impact game on a global basis.
2: Yeah, right. To grow the game of golf is <laughs> now they did also <laughs> say that
1: Live Golf will complete its twenty twenty three schedule.
2: Well that's good.
1: But as as one PGA Tour player said, it's insanity. The Live Tour was dead in the water. It wasn't working. Now you're throwing them a life jacket. Is the moral of the story to just always take the money? Those sound like upset players, Travis.
2: Oh, 100%.
1: Those sound like players who are like, wait a minute here. Why are they getting everything? Mm-hmm. And we are left here, being loyal got us nothing.
2: Right, exactly.
1: Got us nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. In the end, got you nothing. And in the end, always go for the money. And that's what the Live Tour players did and that's what they ended up being right all along after two years all this pj tour live drama has done and just reading this pj tour article here on this on the website all these quotes from jay monahan about you know please move forward and a step forward and applaud the pfi governor for his vision and collaborative and forward-thinking approach man like this is just wild to after at the beginning money when money train split. coming yeah money exactly we coming. should have that bed pulled up
1: cuz that's i mean that's what this <laughs> is all about he's on that money train and he's he's boy Travis i am I'm, I'm take it's taking a lot of restraint right now to say what i want to say because mm-hmm. this is absolutely insane mm. oh yeah and this is- again i'm not a, a I'm not a PGA Tour member. Like, I have no backing in this, but I feel mad because I, on this very show, (laughs) defended the PGA Tour and put down Liv at every opportunity because I thought it was wrong. Apparently, I am the minority. Apparently, being a fan of the PGA Tour means nothing to the PGA Tour. Yeah. Nothing at all.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: (laughs) Now, I hope it comes out, Travis, and this is going to sound awful, and I'm not meaning it to, but it's going to come out awful. I hope that it comes out that Jack Nicholas is on his deathbed and that this was his last wish. His last wish was for all of golf to be reunited and to end this. That's the only way I'm accepting this. Uh,
2: yeah, I guess. Is
1: if Jack's on his dying deathbed and his one last wish was for all of golf to be reunited together and play golf in harmony. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I'm accepting this. Other than this, it is total 100% BS.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I I agree. This is just wild and something that's come out of nowhere here and all of the stuff that we talk about here on the show for the past two years since this came out is now just just
1: I'm so angry right now. out there. I'm so hot. It's done. I, I'm
2: Oh man.
1: I want to uh, drink non diet soda yeah. and eat my feelings right now. That's man, how mad
2: I am. Yeah, absolute stunner into <sighs> the world of golf that the PJ Tour and Liv are now going to be merged to unify Golf is the headline out there and just to see the commissioners of the two separate things even though I haven't seen Greg Norman uh, out here who's you know one of the main guys to uh, yep. flag the fly of live and uh, haven't really seen him out here just the PIF commissioner and I Jay can't Monahan wait Greg on CNBC. to the us open yeah, the U.S. Open just got a lot more intriguing there No, Travis, sure. it got
1: less intriguing. And I don't want to support the PGA Tour now. Like, I don't huh? want to watch your shows. I don't want to watch you golf. I don't want to talk about you because you made me look like a big fat liar. And mm. you made me, you, you, you hurt me. Mm. And again, the players I feel are the same way.
2: Yeah, Uh, Colin Morikawa took to Twitter and said, I love finding out morning news on Twitter, and everyone thought yesterday was the longest day in golf. And uh, Phil Mickelson also took to Twitter and said, Awesome day today with a happy face emoji.
1: I, Travis, this is like someone broke up with somebody and swore to you no yep. we are done we are never getting back together i am through with them they cheated on me i'm done i am with you i'm loyal to you and then six months later they go oh hey they came back
2: yep they're and back i'm with together. them now yeah mm-hmm. unbelievable
1: <laughs> unbelievable
2: happens every day happens every day in real life Moron. and this is real life P. J. tour and live are merged <laughs> we we'll move away from this and we'll hit up on uh, some uh, local sports up next. Baseball and uh, softball action. We got two area teams headed to a state, and we'll tell you about them coming up here in uh, coming up on the starting lineup.
0: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back.
1: Buffalo Bill Center of the West in Cody, Wyoming, welcomes you as you enter Yellowstone Park's east entrance. Five museums in one, including a wonderful Plains Indian Museum. Welcome to the West. Buffalo Bill Center of the West, Cody,
2: Wyoming. And now. I think that it would be just funny if Ohio State, after Dabo, ranked them number 11, they come in and whoop some Clemson Tiger butt and... The last image of Trevor Lawrence is him crying his eyes out, losing in a semifinals, knowing that he's going to Jacksonville and to NFL Purgatory. The starting lineup. So, what we found out on this episode of the podcast,
1: by the way, is that travel, Travis is very vengeful and yep. hurtful to others.
0: Absolutely. On 98 9, the game.
2: Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Charles Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you here. Get up uh, some uh, local sports uh, from yesterday in the baseball and uh, softball world. And we have two area teams advancing uh, to a uh, state. It's been the first time for a long time for the FEM Hearts as uh, they were victorious in the Decatur Milliken uh, Super Sectional. As the three-seed Hearts, they had an outstanding pitching performance. From Josh McDevitt there as the hearts shut out Champaign Central 4-0 on the back of McDevitt's strong outing. He went all seven innings, giving up seven hits, a couple walks in, six strikeouts for the Mizzou prospect. We also have FEM picking up runs in the first inning. And the second inning as well, and two more in the fourth for their uh, four runs. And the RBIs were credited here to Harper, Cobra Raditz, and Nicholas getting uh, the uh, RBIs for Effingham as uh, they defeated uh, Champaign and Central there to advance to a state for only the second time ever in school history as you got to go all the way back to the 40s since this has happened uh, there. And uh, so... The hearts will go to a Joliet in the final four and they will take on a Grayslake central and they are the nickname Rams. And that game will be at 10 a.m. On uh, Friday. They're in a Joliet at Dooley healthcare field. So congratulations to FEM mm-hmm. advancing to a state in class three, a baseball first time in a long time there for FEM. So. Congratulations. Uh, definitely an order. Definitely has uh, been a strong all season, kind of steady, and I've really turned it on here in the postseason and a shutout in a super sectionals there as well. So good luck to them against uh, Gray's Lake coming up on Friday. And we also had some softball action yesterday as well in Class 3A and it was same place there in Decatur at Milliken, and it was Charleston in a dramatic fashion come from behind a victory as they defeated Mount Zion 5-4 in this one as Mount Zion. They had this one in the bag. They had it wrapped up. They are up 4 to nothing at one point but Charleston comes storming back. They pick up a couple of runs in the fifth inning and then in the the bottom of the seventh that's where the uh, drama started and in wild fashion uh, there as uh, carol moore she hit a uh, ground ball to third and uh, that allowed uh, the runner from third to uh, score there was also a runner on a second at this point and so uh, the runner was racing home After when they were throwing across the diamond and uh, they got the out at first, but then uh, Mount Zion tried to cut down the runner at home plate and uh, there was an error and it bounced past the catcher and uh, so that allowed the winning run to come in from third and a score there in the uh, seventh inning and Charleston wins in a dramatic fashion uh, there as it was uh, Beals who uh, came around to uh, score the uh, game-winning uh, run, Avery Beals, the freshman, after she reached on a uh, error there by Mount Zion in her own right to get on base, and she scores the winning run, and uh, that allows Charleston to win their first ever Super Sectional, and that means they're going to the state tournament for the first time ever in a school history in softball, so uh, congratulations are in order for the Charleston Trojans as Absolutely. well. So representing the Apollo, you knew that someone was going to represent the Apollo at state and it turned out to be Charleston for the first time ever. And uh, they will advance to a state there as well on Friday and softball back in Peoria as it'll be at a 1230 on a Friday and a uh, Charleston and they'll be taking on Antioch and uh, they'll be taking on uh, the Sequoits. There uh, in Peoria at the Louisville Slugger Complex at 1230 on Friday in the final four there. So FEM Baseball in a state, Charleston uh, softball in a state as well. We just had uh, St. Anthony up there and now we have two more teams up at the uh, uh, state level Mm -hmm. uh, area there. So uh, closing out this local sports season strong with all these uh, teams representing at state so uh, we'll uh, wait to see what those two teams do on friday and uh, so Uh, That was the exciting action uh, from local sports uh, yesterday. And uh, let's step away and uh, let's come back and talk some more baseball, some more MLB Cubs in action last night against the uh, Padres and the Cardinals. Well, they fell in game number one against the Rangers in a walk-off fashion. And we'll hit up on that as well. All coming up here on the Star lineup
0: the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. The first month of summer's here, and so are the summertime deals at Rural King. Get your A.C. ready with our latest Rudy special, R134A Auto Refrigerant, now only 7 dollars a can. Plus, keep that pool cool and clean with four packs of liquid pool chlorinator for just $16.99. And save $20 on two and a half gallons of glyphosate herbicide, now just $149.99. Get these deals and more at RuralKing.com or your neighborhood Rural King. America's farm and home store. Things are moving right along at J&R Collision Centers in Teotopolis.
1: We are finishing up the transition of our newest location at 1424 East Fayette Avenue. If you have an accident, let us guide you through the repair process. We can assist you with your insurance claim, regardless of the insurance company, and ensure a timely, safe, and proper repair. Please stop by our newest location on Fayette Avenue and let us show you what customer service and quality are all about. J&R Collision Centers, now with five locations to assist with all your collision
0: repair needs. Happy birthday WCRC. WCRC will be celebrating 60 years Wednesday, June 14th, which is also Flag Day. Join us Wednesday, June 14th from 11 to 1.30, live on location for our birthday bash cookout in the parking lot of Kirby Foods. Enjoy a ribeye steak sandwich, hamburger, pork burger, jumbo hot dog, chips and drinks. All proceeds benefit disabled American veterans. We're partnering with Effingham DAV Chapter 7, where all veterans are welcome. June 14th from 11 to 130. WCRC Birthday Bash.
1: For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's Skyrizi. risen Kizumab rizza
2: a prescription only 150 milligram injection.
1: With Skyrizi, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and Skyrizi is just four doses a year after two starter
0: doses.
2: Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin. That's my new plan.
0: With Rizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed
1: biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call one 866 sky to learn more. And now. Now here's the thing. I was just looking at ESPN. They have their team stats. And I almost choked on the water I hadn't drank yet because it says for the Saints, they've given up nine points per game. That's it. The starting lineup. That is not right, it's just the playoffs, no it's it's cumulative of the season, I believe, well, maybe not it's just the playoffs, no, cause they give up, okay, it is, you're right, okay, never mind, don't listen to me, I'll be sitting over here being quiet
0: on ninety eight nine the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The
1: Mizzou Tigers have wrapped up their search for a new baseball coach. Former Memphis skipper Carrick Jackson was announced as the Tigers' next head coach yesterday. Jackson spent only one year with Memphis, leading the Tigers to their first winning campaign since 2017 this past season. St. Louis native was an assistant at Mizzou from 2011 through 2015. Jackson takes over for Steve Beiser, who was fired by the university last month. Chicago Fire FC continue their quest for the U.S. Open Cup when they host the Houston Dynamo in the quarterfinals tonight. tournament includes clubs from multiple professional soccer leagues across the U.S. Results do not affect the MLS standings. Tonight's match begins at 7.30 p.m. Chicago Sky will try to get a winning streak going when they host the Indiana Fever at Wintrust Arena tonight. The Sky split at home and home against the New York Liberty over the weekend. Chicago's 5th place in WNBA at 4-3, and three, while Indiana is in 10th place at 1-4. and four. Tonight's game tips off. At 7 p.m., the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are adding a playmaker to their backfield of the future. Running back Cadron Young announced his commitment to the Irish yesterday. The Texas native hails from the 2024 recruiting class, and he chose Notre Dame over Texas Tech, TCU, and Texas A&M. Chicago Bears are beginning their third and final week of OTA. Chicago Hill's first practice session of the week at Halas Hall yesterday. The Bears will have practices today and tomorrow. They wrap up OTAs June 8th. Afterwards, mandatory minicaps get started next week.
2: Welcome back in to the the uh, starting lineup here on a ninety eight nine of the game. Uh, Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center Reed. and uh, coming up we're going to talk some Major League Baseball from last night and a game that you heard right here on a ninety eight nine. It was the uh, Texas Rangers. Uh, they defeated the Cardinals of four to three as they won it there in the ninth inning to walk it off there against the uh, Cards. So uh, another loss for St. Louis and uh, you know Adam Waywright he started the game and he was five and a third's innings giving up three runs and you know he thought that that was good enough was decent enough and it turned out to be uh, not so because the uh, uh, Cardinals offense was uh, non-existent there Last night against uh, Martín Pérez, seven strong innings, only giving up three hits, one uh, run, and uh, five strikeouts for Pérez there. And then it was uh, Cabrera giving up that hit in the uh, ninth inning as the uh, Rangers uh, walked it off there with uh, a single Uh, To left field there, of course, there was some uh, drama in the eighth inning as the uh, bases were loaded Mm -hmm. and uh, Goldschmidt hit a sacrifice fly and that scored a Jordan Walker to make it three to two. And then uh, Nolan Arenado, of course, was up next and he would uh, drive a ball deep to left field and it would bounce off the wall. And uh, Edmund kind of had to hold up, and actually it was Gorman who held up there for momentarily in between second and third to see if the ball was going to be caught, and then when he realized that it bounced off the wall, uh, he had to quickly turn on the juices again, and uh, Edmund was right on his heels, and uh, therefore uh Looked like Edmund could have still scored, but instead, uh, Edmund uh, stopped. And then uh, by that time, Arenado he just had his head down the entire time and saw Edmund was rounding third. And uh, at that point, Arenado was sliding into third, and Edmund really had nowhere to go as uh, he was uh, thrown out in a rundown uh, in between uh, third and home. Uh, there so that was a big part in the game and that was the last out of the inning mm-hmm. uh there with a little bit of confusion there and uh both Nolans Nolan Arnato and Gorman took responsibility uh for it and said that it was uh their bad uh there. Yep, and uh
1: you know, Arnado throwing his hat down throwing his helmet down, um Frustrated, frustrated um after Wills Contreras ended the the inning with a grounder. Um Travis, again, this is not a team that seems like all is well on. No. It seems more like a team to where more stuff is not going right. As Oliver Marmol said, Travis, it's a tough one. Too many mistakes. We made some mistakes on the bases that cost us. It's just too many mistakes? I mean,
2: what are you going to do? Gonna I loved do? this, uh, this uh, Cardinals uh, gif. Uh, Twitter account that I follow. Uh, Here they had a gif after the game of uh, Ollie uh, having quite optimistic about uh, still liking the chances to be uh, first in the division and said that he was confident that they can turn this around. And then uh, right after that, it's a a video clip of uh, Wainwright saying that the locker room is frustrated. Yeah. So you have Ollie saying that it's a locker room full of confidence. Mm-hmm. And uh where it's, a, it's a frustrated locker room. The,
1: you, that's all you need to know.
2: That is, that is
1: a manager that has no clue what is happening in his locker room. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And again, Travis, part of the, the problem is your two stars on the corner infield. Arenado and Goldschmidt had RBIs in the same game in this last game for the first time since May 15th. It's been half a month since they both had an RBI in the same game. That's Mm -hmm. not good enough. Mm. Yeah. Right? I mean, am I wrong to think that? No. When you're the offensive cornerstones of this team, batting third and fourth in the lineup, and you go half a month without each getting an RBI in a game? Mm -hmm. Now, I know a lot of that depends on the people in front of you. I get that. If Goldschmidt, you know, is batting third and he clears the bases with a homer, well, it's a lot harder for Arenado to get an RBI. Mm-hmm. But still, you're the cornerstones of this offense.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the things right now that's kind of plaguing the Cardinals is offensively uh, just can't get anything going. And uh, last night was a little too late. And then, uh, again, uh bullpen uh, blowing the game there. In the ninth inning, as Cabrera only got one out. I'm gonna say it again, inning. Travis. I'm gonna ask you one
1: more time: When is that button being pushed? If you're the Cardinals.
2: For for what? The for panic changes? Button. Oh, panic! Yeah. The,
1: the is this a lost season button?
2: <laughs> I think it's. Uh, I think we're almost there. You got to get a close. Fan base. As you're a fan 11 base, games below close. 500. Yeah. You're
1: eight games back in one of the two weakest divisions in baseball.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah uh, that's a frustrating thing. is, It's not like this is the murderer's row division. It's no. Just, it's the central, after all. Yeah. So. And it's not even
1: like, you know, Pittsburgh is five games above 500. It's mm-hmm. not like there's one team that's blowing everyone away and it makes the division look bad. No. This is a winnable division for any of these five teams. Mm-hmm. And right now, I I think the most frustrating thing is, Travis, is when I look at the Cardinals and the Cubs, who are the bottom two in the division, mm-hmm. you expected this from the Cubs. Right. The Cardinals, you are not expecting this. This no. is not the expectations going into the season. No. Was to be here. So you can't pinpoint what's the issue.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not
1: an injury. It's not yes, there are people injured.
2: But mm-hmm. it's not
1: like you know Paul Goldschmidt's out for 90 days because he tore his ACL. Right. That that's not happening, and you're trying to f- find a key piece to your offense and figure it out. Yeah. There's not an injury. So what's the problem? Mm-hmm. It's not like these guys forgot how to play baseball all of a sudden.
2: Right. Yeah. Now it's a combination of issues. At first it was the starting pitching, and now it's the offense and pull the bullpen. So. Yeah. So. All sorts of issues uh, with the Cardinals, and it doesn't say that's just what's on the field. It's what's beyond that in the locker room of looks like no real hard leadership uh, here as the manager or in the locker room, Uh, it seems like.
1: I'm going to say it, and Travis is probably going to lampoon me for saying it, but I'm going to say it. Travis, is this Cardinals team quitting on their manager? Hmm. Silly base running mistakes are something from a team that doesn't care.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was like last night was really silly. I mean, yeah, Edmund probably should have scored or should have at least not slowed up there. But, I mean, it's off the wall, and it all happens in real time and fast. So I don't know if I'd call it silly. I've seen sillier base running mistakes. okay. Here here's the problem, Travis.
1: When your two three, four hitters of Goldschmidt, Arenado and Contreras go a combined one for
2: eleven. Yeah, it's been a it's been a struggle for I know Contreras has kind of been a little slump and Arenado's mm-hmm. been kind of uh I don't know if you call it a slump, but kind of a frustrating year. He's had a lot of at bats that yep. just doesn't look like uh, arenado esque no, yeah. uh, for sure. So, uh, Cardinals lose another one uh, there. So they've lost four in a row now. Three and seven in their last ten games, and eight games back there into the Central. Twenty-five and thirty-six. And it's a brand new day. Uh, today is six ten. Running back same start time as last night, and you got Libator on the mound. There for the cards and Dunning is gonna be on the mound there for Texas. And it also came out yesterday that one person that is not gonna be on the mound for quite a while, Go figure, here as Jacob DeGrom was moved to the sixty day IL, so he's not gonna be pitching for quite a while there in Texas either. I mean I know you're shocked to learn that that he was yeah. moved to the sixty day IL. Yeah, I'm so shocked, Travis. I think I had it on my bingo card. Gosh, it's. So disappointing.
1: It's what happens every year with him.
2: Every year. Every year.
1: He's either amazing or injured.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. No in between.
1: Nope.
2: So, but Texas still doing pretty good uh, without him leading in the West. Simeon, 24-game history. Yeah, see if he keeps it going uh, tonight. Uh, another person that's been keeping it going, that's Gary Sanchez. Ever since he signed with the Padres, he homered again last night. He had a two-run homer there. And Blake Snell also had a strong outing, as well as the Padres win a 5-0 and splitting the series with the uh, Cubbies there in the four-game set. So Blake Snell goes six innings, only giving up a couple hits. Only four hits in the entire game for Chicago. Yeah, not a good outing for the Cubs offense,
1: but uh, we've said that quite a
2: lot. Yeah, uh, six innings for Hendricks there, taking his second loss of the season. He didn't look awful. Yeah, I mean. Still, eh, Eh, not super excited. Yeah, he could have got the win in the series, but nope, just going to be a split. Yep, now we head out to L.A. Yep. Take on the Angels and the returning uh, Anthony Rendon. Ooh, nice! Uh, also uh, from last night, yeah, the Rays as they had a, a makeup game uh, against the Red Sox and they won four to one. And uh, Shane McClanahan picks up the MLB lead, a leading ninth win of his season. Phillies, they beat the Tigers 8-3 as Nola had a no-hitter into the 7th inning. And he also picked up win number 5 for him. The Marlins 9-6 over the Royals and another guy that's been hitting just like Marcus Simeon has been for the Rangers and that's Luis Ariza as he lifts his batting average to 399 as the Marlins come back from a 4-run deficit to beat KC. So, man, just... Everything that he, that guy hits, it's just a hit there. Pirates, uh, they win over the A's of 5-2-4. Uh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon comes up big there with the uh, sack fly. And the road losing streak now for Oakland is 15 games. Uh, the Astros, they beat the Blue Jays 11-2-4, of and my goodness, what happened to Alec Manoa as he's broken here as he only got one out in the game. One out in the game. Seven hits, six earned runs. That ERA climbs up to 6.3-6, so my goodness, this guy has fallen off this year, 1-7 and seven in that high ERA. Ouch. Reds they shut out the Brewers a two a, two, a nothing as uh, Abbott there Andrew Abbott he only allows one hit through six innings in his MLB debut last night for the Reds as they get the dub there action tonight like I mentioned the uh, Cardinals game here six ten a start time on ninety eight nine you also got the Tigers continuing with the Phillies KC and the Royal or KC and the Marlins still Twins and the Rays. Matching up D backs, Nationals, White Sox, Yankees, Giolito on the mound for Chicago. Yeah, Mitch Keller on the mound for the Pirates against the A's, the Astros against the Blue Jays again, Kevin Gosman for Toronto, Red Sox, Guardians, Shane Bieber on the mound for Cleveland. He's been the circulation of some uh, trade rumors and he could be dealt. By the deadline, so we'll be monitoring that closely. I doubt the Cardinals are buyers now, unfortunately. Uh, Gosling going tonight for the Dodgers up against the Reds. So Luke Weaver, Mets, Braves, uh, Carrasco against Elder there. Baltimore and Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. Freddie Peralta, Giants against the Rockies, and you got the Cubs, like Eric mentioned, against the Angels. It's Tyler Anderson against uh, was Nicky. There for the uh, Cubbies, hey Cubs, do you see uh, Shohei at any point during the season, during this uh, series, pitching wise? Let's see, uh, scrolling down here. No, it's, uh, it's Anderson, Brea, and uh, Detmer So just miss out on Otani on the mound there in LA. So guess he got lucky in uh, that aspect there. And I believe there was one more game tonight that I saw after. Yep, it's the Mariners starting with the uh, Padres there. Joe Musgrove going for San Diego. All right, uh, so we're up against the clock, so let's close it out talking about the uh, Stanley Cup and game number two last night. Vegas won in convincing fashion. We'll talk about it to close out the show.
0: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post 9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, healthcare, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim.
2: Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now, the starting lineup. It is disrespectful to have the softball national championship at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What is that?
0: On 98.9 The Game.
2: Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're only here on 98.9 for just a a smidge a bit. we still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, podcast. And Eric, I'm so glad that that uh, bumper played because people at ESPN must have heard me because the College World Series for the women is set and it's all in primetime.
1: There you go. I'm happy with that. You're happy with that. <laughs> well, as long as Travis is happy, that's all that matters.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, yesterday, both Oklahoma advancing over Stanford in nine innings and a Florida State advanced over Tennessee. So a rematch of the 2021 College World Series in a softball. So the finals are set best of three starting on Wednesday with Florida State and Oklahoma there. Of course, Oklahoma's won a ton of games. I think it's 100 in a row or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're 59 and 1. This season, so just wanted to say, hey, good job, me and CAA. They listen to me. Uh, they're, that they're starting to respect softball.
1: But it took extras, didn't it, for them it to did, uh, yeah, get the win? Innings. I thought that streak was over.
2: Yeah, it was close. Uh, one thing that wasn't close last night, that was game two of the uh, Stanley Cup final. Yeah. As the Knights really uh, put it on them there. As This was pretty evenly matched in game one, but not so much in a game two. Here as a high-scoring affair there in the final period, five goals in the final period alone. Florida's two goals came there in that period, and then Vegas put up a three-spot there in the third to close it out. As Marshall, he started off the game there with a power-play goal, and then another goal added by Alec Martinez to make it two nothing of Vegas, and then two more goals in the second period to make it four to zero entering the third, and uh, Florida did score really quickly uh, there to make it 4-1, and then Marstall had another goal there, and 7-2 ended up being the final score uh, there with Vegas taking the 2-0 series lead. So uh, Florida having a little bit of issues with the Golden Knights last night.
1: haven't even been
2: close, Travis.
1: Neither game.
2: You well, know, it was 5-2 to two in Game 1, and it was a late empty netter, so uh, for the first two periods it was close in Game 1.
1: It hasn't felt close, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where the the scoreboard being w- what it is, it felt like Vegas has had control of this series from the word go.
2: Yeah. Last night it was, in fact, the case for sure, so uh vegas takes the 2-0 series lead as uh, take a little bit of a break as you don't know, play game three until thursday uh there as they make the trek back to uh, florida down there to uh, the panthers home track uh there so maybe I'll getting to... out of
1: vegas will help not yeah. oh, travis what it was the altitude
2: oh It was the altitude is there out? Alt- is there altitude in Vegas?
1: I mean, it, that's the excuse LeBron always used. So
2: hmm. altitude. <laughs> I'd never really heard of uh, altitude in uh, in Vegas. If that's
1: the case, then be on the lookout for Zion and LeBron to team up in New Orleans. Don't have to worry about altitude there. No, it's completely underwater.
2: No, you don't. uh you don't have to worry about that. That's uh, <laughs> that's for sure, bub. Uh, We'll have to see what happens there in Game 3 of the uh, Stanley Cup Finals with Vegas. Only uh, two wins away from their first Stanley Cup victory. And uh, to raise Lord Stanley's Cup for the first time there. So we'll have to see if it uh, does any better back in the friendly confines uh, there back in uh, Florida. So we'll have to see... uh, Uh, what happens uh, there as uh, the NBA still are uh, with the uh, day off as the uh, NBA Finals don't keep going back going there in uh, South Florida until tomorrow for uh, Game 3 of the uh, Finals at 7.30 uh, tomorrow with the series shifting back to uh, Miami. So uh, Florida becoming the hotbed of the uh, sports world with the uh, Finals and the uh, Stanley Cup Finals both being down there in South Beach uh, over the next few days. So uh, Mr. Kachuk still stands by the Panthers' physicality and confident in uh, Florida's chances of making this series uh, again. And uh, also I saw last night and, uh, the, the uh, future number one pick, the future uh, Mr. Blackhawk, uh, mm-hmm. Connor Bedard uh, was on the uh, pregame show With the uh, TNT crew Last night and said it would be an honor If the uh, Blackhawks would Select him with the number one Overall selection So We'll see Um, The Blackhawks didn't find a way to mess anything up, Travis. I don't think they're going to mess this one up. It would be hard. Um, And also, uh, Turner was uh, touting uh, some uh, Stanley Cup final ratings as uh, Game 1 averaged 2.8 million viewers across TNT, TBS, and True TV. That's up 11% versus the past five-year average for a Stanley Cup of viewership viewership peaked at 3.3 million total viewers from 10:45 to 11 p.m eastern it's the second most watched stanley cup final game one ever on cable with the hurricanes and red wings in 2002 being the most watched there so uh, hey people are checking out the uh, stanley cup final so that's a positive thing. All right, uh, so uh, we'll uh, turn things over to uh, Fitz and Harry coming up next here on ESPN Radio. And uh, coming up, we still got some more random news and uh, notes to talk about in the uh, podcast. So uh, check it out there and enjoy Fitz and Harry and enjoy St. Louis Cardinal Baseball later on this evening.
0: Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. ha, 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 ha.
2: Into the podcast, the uh, starting lineup, overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks hanging out with you. Only got just a little bit to uh, run through here in the uh, pod. So, clean up stuff from uh, SportsCenter is what I got playing here for the uh, podcast and. Man, we had some uh, news uh, come out uh, yesterday about uh, the uh, Colts. And we've heard, you know, with the Lions gambling and, of course, Calvin Ridley's issues uh, a few years ago. But, uh, man, uh, a report that the NFL is investigating one member of the Colts and taking a a gamble with his career. I like what they did there, the pun. Uh, The NFL is investigating an impasse Colt. An Indianapolis Colts player for possible violations to the league's gambling policy. The team said in a statement, We are aware of the NFL's investigation and will have no further comment at this time. The news come out after a report by the SportsHandle.com cited an investigation into a Colts player's persuasive betting, including wagers placed on his own team. The player was not named in the report, nor did the team officials reveal his identity. It has come out today or late last night. I loved that yesterday when I first heard about this story. uh, They said a Colts player is being investigated for gambling on games, and there's evidence that he's placed hundreds of wagers, including bets involving the Colts. The player is not considered a quote-unquote star, but the average fan has likely heard of him. Tell me if you've heard of this name, if you're uh, not like a follower of the Colts like we are, but uh, if the average fan knows who Isaiah Rogers Jr. is. Or senior, sorry. Isaiah Rogers Sr. Now, a lot of the casual fans know who he is. Or if you're not a fan of the Colts, you probably don't know who that is. And they're right. It wasn't a uh, star, but uh, they're investigating uh, Rogers for uh, betting on... uh, That's the the key thing here is that it's also what kind of got the Lions was that they bet at the team facility, but also that it appears that he could have been uh, betting on actual Colts games. Uh, Rodgers addressed the situation on Monday night when his uh, name came out in a report by Sports Illustrated saying that he wants to take full responsibility for his actions. I know I've made mistakes, and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to repair this situation. the situation. last things I ever wanted to do was to be a distraction for the Colts organization. My coaches and my teammates i have let people down that I care about. I made an error in judgment and I'm going to work hard to make sure that those mistakes are ratified through this process. It's an honor to play in the NFL, and I've have have never taken that lightly. I'm very sorry for all this. He's a 6th round draft pick, entering the final year of his four-year $3.4 million contract. The Sportsbook account was opened under the same name of an associate of Rogers. the sources say. Approximately 100 bets were placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time, including on Colts games. The sources said most of the bets were in the $25 to $50 range, although there was at least one low four figure bet. Rogers t- started nine games this past season and is likely a starter this year following the trade of Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys. If Rodgers is suspended, which you would likely think he would be, it's just for how long, it would press a couple of rookies into action. An NFL spokesman asked by ESPN for a comment on the report said in a text message they had nothing to add. The Indiana Gaming Commission confirmed to ESPN that it had received information pertaining to the matter and was following a development. In April, the NFL suspended five players, including four from the Detroit Lions, for gambling policy violations and uh, all those players uh, for betting on non-NFL games from an NFL facility. And, of course, like I mentioned last year's Falcons, Calvin Ridley, was suspended an entire season this past season. For betting on NFL games over a five-game stretch when he was away from the team, and he was traded to the Jags following the deadline last November, when he was reinstated in March. Although the NFL has widely embraced sports betting, outlaw DraftKings, FanDuel, on all of their uh, commercials. Um, and as oper- sport and as sponsorships deals with sports books, the league explicitly prohibits players from betting on NFL games. Players are also prohibited from placing bets while at NFL facilities. And it sounds like that Mr. Isaiah Rogers uh, Senior has done a, a lot of wagering on a, on games. Had lots and lots of entertainment on Colts games. In fact, even as well. So. I would expect if uh, the president has already been set for a Calvin Ridley suspension and that wasn't even on uh that wasn't even on uh when he was on the team. So uh he was taking a break. He was on a break from the team or he was away from the team with an injury or something. Uh, I can't remember the reasoning of why. Uh but he he got a year of suspension and some of these players for uh non NFL um bets Wide NFL facility uh, were suspended six eight games, so I would expect this punishment to be very harsh for Mr. Isaiah Rogers, and he's taking full responsibility for it. So I guess that's good in that aspect. But and it's also the big question of what games did he place bets on, and did he gamble on games mid game? Who knows? Maybe he was in the locker room in that one uh, game that they blew with such a big lead. Maybe Hamer hammering the money line, having some serious entertainment on the other team's money line. Who knows? So we'll have to wait to what the investigation reveals from that aspect of what games they actually uh, bet on and had entertainment on. And If you're wondering, we never alluded to it in the uh, sh- Trashle Show. Uh, we are not technically doing Dinger Tuesday uh, today. We've decided as a show that it works a lot better uh, when we have way back Wednesday. So uh, we're going to skip Dinger Tuesday. I don't want really to have a Dinger pick today, but who knows, I keep throwing out there and it always happens. Is maybe I'll pick someone in my mind and then say, hey, I actually picked them when they homer tomorrow. But yeah. we're skipping Dinger Tuesday today and we're doing way back Wednesday uh, tomorrow. So uh, the entertainment that we have on the show an update there. Uh, Kyrie is uh, reportedly asking LeBron to reunite with him in Dallas. According to the Atlantic, the Mavs point guard has reached out to James about joining them on the Mavs. The report comes despite Irving not currently being under contract with the Mavs, and James still having one year left on his deal with the Lakers. Irving and James were teammates on the Cavs from 2014 to 2017 and winning a title in 2016, of course. Cowboys are moving on from their one of their offensive playmakers following some off-field troubles. Dallas is releasing wide receiver Antonio Callaway after he was arrested this weekend in Miami for driving with a suspended license. The 26-year-old former fourth-round draft pick was signed to the practice squad late last season and never suited up for the Cowboys in a responding move the uh, uh, team assigned Tyron Johnson. The 2024 College Football Hall of Fame ballot is being announced. The National Football Foundation released its eligibility uh, nominees on Monday, which consists of 78 players and nine coaches from the FBS. Michael Vick, Terrell Suggs, and Larry Fitzgerald are among the candidates to be enshrined in Atlanta. All three are appearing on the ballot for the very first time. Membership voting continues through the end of June. And we talked about the Bears Maybe having a snag with their stadium in Arlington Heights. Well, looks like uh, the A's are having a little snag in their move to Vegas as well. The Oakland A's move to Las Vegas has hit a major, major stumbling block. On Monday, Nevada lawmakers refused to move on a measure that would bring the A's to Sin City through public financing above $380 million. Then, early Tuesday morning, Nevada Governor Joe Lombardi. Laura Lombardo tweeted, he is considering calling a special session to help push the bill to the finish line. The A's have had the worst and will be attendance for years and are looking to move out of Northern California to Las Vegas. Bub Refused to move on to the matter. That doesn't sound uh, good at all, Bub. maybe the uh, governor can uh, push this across the finish line there. So, Looks like it's not a a done deal. I mean, hey, the Bears have already purchased the land in Arlington Heights, so at least uh, they have that. And The A's, I thought that they uh, secured a spot uh, there in Vegas, but uh, they're not budging on the uh, public financing of the matter. So uh, we'll have to uh, monitor that moving forward, see if uh, the A's could uh, be hitting a roadblock, it sounds like, in their move to the sin city and uh, like i said no dinner tuesday today we'll do a way back wednesday uh tomorrow so make sure you uh stick around uh, for uh, that and that's all i got for overtime here i didn't have uh, a lot planned here for uh the overtime session so i am turning this up a little bit and i'm gonna get on out of here so thanks for listening uh, thanks for downloading we'll be back tomorrow to talk more sports and talk more Cardinal baseball. You know it. And we'll recap the Cubs game as well against the Angels. That'll do it. Thanks for listening, and thanks for downloading. Peace out.